Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sunday here in Kansas City, producing the action, Julio Sanchez joining me on the mic, Chris Unocero, you know me, I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, and be careful out there because there's still some snow on the ground. Chris, how was your drive into work today? I mean, it was good. No I, I drove in on 35. No major issues. I did not have to worry about what I, I, I will say this. We was talking about this before the show. Kansas, does, I, I will say for all the criticisms I give for the state of Kansas, they're bad drivers. Um, they are great about treating their roads. The best. Well, at least so better than Missouri. So way better than Missouri. <laughs> oh, man. Set the bar low. Way, on the Missouri oh, side. Missouri does set the bar very, very low. But the Kansas side, especially Johnson County, I don't, I don't really know about the dot. Uh, I don't really venture into the dot very, very often. Too, when it comes to their salt are on they, the road. Yeah, but like better than Missouri. But like, but wait, I mean, it's not again low bar. <laughs> But man, Johnson County is on it, man. Like you know it's gonna snow because you see the big ass trucks with the flashing yellow lights. Oh yeah. And they're they're dropping uh they're dropping all the salt down, pre-treating the roads. That's the good salt too. Yeah, in 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 Missouri, it's uh it's basically you know it's basically two hours after it starts snowing, the the guys who are running the plows like, oh crap, <laughs> it's snowing outside. I guess I better go do my job. Like that's how it is on the Missouri side. How was the driving from Smithville, Julio? I've got my own salt to throw. <laughs> Because that was a miserable drive. Like, we were talking about this before the show started. I got here, what, five minutes before the show started? And uh, that was, I thought it was going to be minutes, worse. Eight minutes. Before, well, I'll give you credit because usually you're, you're right, just barely on time. How eight long did minutes it take you? How long was you drive in from Smithville? I left, so I warmed my car up at 7.15. Normally it takes me about 35 minutes. I left 7.30 and I got here, like I said, like five to eight minutes before the show started. Wow. That was a miserable drive. And I, I just moved to Smithville, so I haven't gone through a winter yet. Out in my, and I have a, a decent amount they of land. Move out to the country. In the country, great. and God forbid, I had to literally dig myself out of my driveway, and it's a pretty damn long driveway. This has been a miserable morning. I'm glad already. you made it. All right, so we got Julio with us, Chris Unocero, Sports Machine, Sean Levine. We're talking Chiefs. Feel free to dial us up, 913-576-7610. The text line is open. We're three guys wearing Chiefs beanies right now. So definitely text us if you're wearing your Chiefs beanie because it feels like the right weather and the right day to do so. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, whatever you want to cover as well. Chiefs and Steelers coming up at 715 tonight. All kinds of playoff action today. Philly at Tampa at noon, San Francisco at Dallas at 3. 30 but let's go ahead and get into the Chiefs Chris where it feels like 
everybody, at least locally in our little bubble here in Kansas City, feels like the Chiefs are going to go out there and absolutely destroy Pittsburgh in this game, right? So does Las Vegas. They think the Chiefs are going to win this game by more than two touchdowns. I don't see any reason why the Chiefs aren't going to go out there and absolutely put it to this team and say good night to Ben Roethlisberger for good. Yeah, I, 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 and, and it, am I overconfident? It makes me wonder because, like, I saw the line last night. 12 and a half. That's big. It's a big ass line. Yeah. Just for the regular season, that's a big ass line. Now we're in the playoffs, and this is a, a wild card matchup, 2 7. Uh, we know how, how it works in the NFL. A lot of parity. There's not that much difference between the elite teams and the, the really good teams. And all it takes for you is have one bad game and it's over. Sure. So I, I wonder, like, are we really. Are we being a little overconfident about this game? Because I, I feel like we're not being overconfident, but I feel like there's the chance that we can look like it, especially if this Chiefs team doesn't come out here and destroy. Well, it's because this Pittsburgh this team, let's team. just call it what it is, bro. This Pittsburgh team backed into the playoffs. They got an old-ass quarterback. They have a lot of flaws. This is not the Pittsburgh defense that yeah. we're used to, and they're coming to Arrowhead where I saw this game, what, like, Three weeks ago, 20 days ago or something. Oh, it was terrible. And it was an old-fashioned, passionate ass kick, and they got their yeah. shoes coat and their hat took, and I think that's going to happen again. There's nothing that tells my eyes, right? I know I'm a Chiefs homer and everything. This is not the type of first-round matchup like a couple of years ago against even Houston. Let's just say that game, for yeah, example. Much, much that, better opponent. That team was real. That team got out to a big lead. I would be shocked if the Chiefs don't go out there and absolutely handle their business tonight at home against Pittsburgh, which to me is – a very flawed football team. And the Chiefs, save that Cincinnati game, have been playing really good football now for almost the last three months, man. Yeah, and and look, I think the thing that that people are probably most concerned with if they're looking at this game and and looking at the Chiefs, part of it is part of it is the Chiefs haven't been the sexy elite team that we kind of expect the very top teams to be in the NFL. Uh, and, And I think there's a lot of people that are kind of waiting to dance on the grave of the chiefs should they lose. So there's, I I mean, we've seen it in the media. We, you know, all, all of us are in the media and we've seen it. There's a lot of people out here trying, trying their best to predict the downfall of the chiefs. We saw that with Mike Flores when he predicted the Steelers to beat the chiefs. Um, We, uh, we, Mike Florio. Yeah. And then we saw that with, uh, there's this guy in, in, um, in Pittsburgh, I think his name is Andrew Filipponi. Yeah. And he kind of got some flack because he was out there picking the the Steelers and kind of talking down on the Chiefs and people were on his posts talking about him. And there's a lot of people in Steelers Nation and there's a lot of people out in the media, national media, that are trying to be trendy by picking the Steelers. How specifically did those people claim that that's going to happen? Do I mean, it's like, you know, acts, miracles, acts of God, things like that. <laughs> you know, it, it they're... And, and it's, it's funny when it, when I say that because it makes me sound like I'm really cocky about this Chiefs team. But, like, that's kind of the situation that we're in is, like, right now, I mean, I don't recall seeing a team favored by this much in the playoffs as much as I've seen with the Chiefs against the Steelers. You don't like, usually see almost two touchdown lines. And no. look at the rest of the lines even this week. I think the next closest line was the uh, – Philly Tampa line, which is hanging around like eight points, something yeah. like that. Everything else is four or five. You do not see lines this big. So no. what it tells me is that the Chiefs should go out there, handle this game. And it's kind of crazy. We were talking about this before the show because of the way the playoffs were set up this year. 
we already know potentially, not potentially, definitely, if the Chiefs win, who their opponent's going to be. So Buffalo absolutely trounced New England yesterday. Yes. That was a yes. beatdown. Yes. And Buffalo is scary. Buffalo, but We're talking about teams that aren't scary and aren't real, and the path's going to be all simple and easy and smooth. Buffalo's real. Buffalo is real, and we'll talk about that. And then since he went out there and handled their business against the Raiders 26-19, so if the Chiefs win this game, which, again, we both obviously think they will, then it will be Cincinnati at the crib coming up next week. So you can kind of already see the path. Let's hope that the Chiefs don't start to play that game also and look ahead because as much as we're confident in this game, it's still an NFL opponent, and you still have that whole thing about Ben Roethlisberger. You know that this dude, when he said you know earlier this week that oh, we got no chance and we're playing with house money, he's kind of right. Not necessarily about the no chance because you're saying I'll see NFL, but they are playing with house money. There's nothing to lose for this Pittsburgh team in this game. Yeah, and and that is what makes them dangerous. Definitely. It makes them incredibly dangerous because you don't know. Like, there's a. We know how, how football works. Sometimes it's a lot closer than anticipated. And all it takes is a couple of calls to go the way of the Steelers. Uh, you know, a fumble happens, turnover happens, and it goes the way of the Steelers. And next thing you know, we could be talking about a major upset in the, in the wild card round. We know how this stuff works. We've been watching it for decades. And that's probably the scariest part about I mean I, I certainly am not fearful of this game but I, I know how football works if after the game we're going oh my god I can't believe that happened w- yeah. what happened how, how did Pittsburgh it, would, do it, it would it would be because of a, a turnover plus bad calls which we've seen happen we saw that happen with the with the Bengals game a myriad of bad calls aided the Bengals in in beating the Chiefs and Cincy so we know that that can happen and we know that it's something that hasn't quite worked in the in the favor of the Chiefs. I was I think it's um it's a, there's a Twitter page. I think it's like accountable officiating or something like that on Twitter. Doesn't have a ton of followers, but they had a graph and it listed teams that were most positively affected and most negatively affected by uh the calls of the officials this year. The team that was number 1 on that list for positive uh the positive influence from officiate from officiating calls was the Steelers. The, the Chiefs were on the downside of that, and they've had more games uh, lost because of officials this year. There were, there were a few teams that were worse than them, but they were, they were pretty high on that list as far as games negatively affected by officiating. And that is probably the thing that if, if we are talking about, uh, you know, I can't believe that happened. Oh, my God. It's because of some sort of officiating mishap. And it seems like more and more this year, we're seeing more officiating mishaps happen than we've seen in, in a long time. I mean, we saw it with the Raiders Bengals game last night where Joe Burrow got away with the touchdown, even though they blew the whistle before when the ball was still in the air. It's just like there's so many things right now that you can't account for. And I, I think if there is any sort of um, hijinks that would affect the result of this game, it would go the way of the Steelers more than the Chiefs. So from my my angle – it would be it would absolutely have to be more of what the Chiefs didn't do, right? Versus what the what the Steelers did do. Yeah. Like the only way the Chiefs, I think, fump and again, I don't want to be too confident, but I mean, if you're gonna be confident, this is about as confident as as they come. The Chiefs have to drop the ball big time on this one. It's not about what the Steelers do to win this game. It's what the Chiefs don't do. So Julio says that the only way the Chiefs lose, they beat themselves. Chris yes. says the only way the Chiefs lose, the officials beat them. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Hit us up on the text line. Feel free to call us. 
Does anything about this game worry anybody out there driving around right now? Because the three of us in this room are going, oh, it's going to take an act of God. It's going to take something absolutely crazy, a lightning strike. I just think lightning strike twice. Kansas City. Two lightning strikes in the same spot, yeah. The thing about the Chiefs is this year, even though they came damn close to being the one seed, and you're talking about all people are talking about their demise and all these different things, they're still the most talented team with probably the best coach left. I mean, now that Bill Belichick's out of it, you know, yeah. the best yeah. coach, the best quarterback. And I want to talk a little bit about the defense as we roll forward, too, because I think that the Chiefs that you were talking about, where everybody said, oh, they're vulnerable, oh, you know, they're ripe for the picking. I'm not hearing what you are. I, I think that people are shaking in their boots to play this football team right now. I think that anybody in their right mind, whether you're in the media or whether you're on the football field, understands that when it comes to the most talented team with the most experience, with the best quarterback and the best coach, ultimately things matter in the playoffs. Until, I suppose, home field advantage comes in the mix here in a couple of weeks because the Chiefs aren't the one seed, but at least for this game, and I'll be talking the same tune against Tennessee, I'm sorry, next week against Cincinnati, as long as Kansas City handles their business, they're just a more talented team than their opponent. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, but I, I think the problem is that there are a lot of people who are used to the traditional NFL parody, and they're used to teams like the Chiefs being great for a short period of time. And then they regress to the mean. You know, it's like the NFL is like one of the only leagues that we constantly see worst to first, first to worst. You know, we see it all the time. Like a team wins the Super Bowl and next thing you know, they're picking the top 10 in the draft two years later. You know, like we see that all the time. I mean, uh, the you know, long it's been a team other than the Denver Broncos, or the Kansas City Chiefs that won this division. 11 years, bro. Yeah, yeah. 11 years. Like, there is parody everywhere else except for New England with Tom Brady yeah. and what the Chiefs are doing right now. Like, yeah. it's not like they won the division this year and last year. They won it this year and last year and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. So we can start to have, as long as the Chiefs go through this run, get back to a Super Bowl, knock on wood, win it, that's when we start to have that, are they going to do what the Patriots did conversation? I mean, they're in the rearview mirror. Yeah, but I still think people are, like, waiting for them to fall off. Here they're or used, nationally? Here? At, no, not not here. Okay. I mean, I think some people were worried about it once they lost some games. They're like, oh, Long no, time ago. That, was a, that no. was a months ago. I mean, but they were still, as soon as they lost a couple games, they're like, fire Andy Reid. But, but, like, nationally, people are just waiting. They're biding their time. Like, I, I, I mean... Two months ago, you had guys like Michael Irvin smashing pumpkins with the Chiefs logo on it. Oh, they're missing the playoffs. And they're three and four. And it's like, bro, we still got, uh, at that point, we still got 10 games left in the season. There's plenty of time for them to make up, for them to to win a bunch of games, get to the playoffs. But he's already, they're already predicting the demise of them. Like, this is just how it works in the NFL settings. We're so used to worst to first, first to worst, that whenever a team starts to kind of, you know, slide in a certain direction, People are just like, oh, they're done. They're finished because we're used to it. And I just feel like with this team, the perception nationally from a lot of people is that this team, like, I don't, I don't, maybe not specifically the team, but like us fans, us Chiefs fans are maybe a little overconfident. I think a lot of people are looking at this, at us as fans and like, especially like, you know, you hear like Nick Wright and, you know, Nick nationally is, he's basically become 
the Skip Bayless of as far as the Chiefs go. You know, like like people probably hate the Chiefs just because of Nick Wright. He ain't wrong though what he's saying. Like Skip, Bayless, Skip Bayless will throw stuff out there like LeBron's yeah, not yeah. clutch and they'll play like a highlight yeah, package. Yeah, he's, he's not disingenuous like Skip Bayless. The Chiefs is. are running through the league. If this, yeah. this was a down year, bro. This was a this is a since Patrick Mahomes has been here yeah. personally and for the team, you would call this quote unquote a. Down year, which is crazy. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and now the playoffs are here. But everybody knows what this team really is. But they're still tied for the the best record in the in the conference, which is you know it's, it's pretty amazing. But it's like I I really do feel like because of that, because of so many people buying into the Chiefs bandwagon, you got like Ryan Clark on ESPN. You know, oh the Chiefs, they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. He's a That's what I'm saying though. But He's it's a like hater. it's so many people that are are like rooting for this so bad. Like I'm going to tell you this right now: if the Steelers b- by an act of God beat the Chiefs tonight. Oh, there will see, be, be a lot, a lot of black and be, yellow, black and there yellow. There will be people <laughs> celebrating. So they, I mean, if I was a Steelers fan, I'd celebrate like I won the damn Super Bowl. It would be one of the biggest first round playoff upsets of all time yes. because playoff, oh, yeah. you don't see lines this big. No. Therefore, if so, like that's the way to judge those things, right? How, yeah. how what did Las Vegas think? How big, the, how big was the ass kicking supposed to be? And if yeah. that team loses, especially at home and you talk about the best quarterback versus like the oldest quarterback, it. I don't even want to go down that road. It just yeah. it, it almost doesn't feel possible, right? Yeah, it would be like like I I the Steelers right now feel like a heavyweight boxer that's like past their prime and doesn't have any punch power left, but they face off against an in their prime championship uh championship fighter get five times yeah. in a row like. and 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 they somehow just land that one punch that knocks out that knocks out the champ and wins the time. That's what it would feel like if the Steelers were to win, you know, like, and that's the reason why I, I just feel like there's so many people out there that just want that to happen. They just want that chaos to happen. And, and so for me, it's, it's knowing football. I just know that we, we, we can't 100% count the Steelers out. All right, let's break it down a little bit. On the other side, because I think that Kansas City's running game is a little bit of a question mark, I'll say, with Clyde Edwards-Alaire and that whole situation. And with Juju Smith-Schuster on the other side, the secondary has been great for the Chiefs this year. Overachievers been a strength of this defense, probably top five in the entire league. Will they be tonight against Pittsburgh? Because to me, we're talking about there's no way the Steelers can pull off the upset. It's impossible. That's the way they do it, is if somehow that wide receiver core gets hot, they got a few different guys. Do the Chiefs have the secondary to stop them? We'll talk about that on the other side right here. It's your Chiefs special Sunday. Chris Unocero, the sports machine, and Julio on 610 Sports Radio. It's a playoff Sunday morning here in Kansas City. Chiefs and Steelers still, well, a long time away. 7.15 the kickoff, but... We'll be here for the next two hours and 40 minutes breaking it down. Chris Unocero, Julio Sanchez, and the sports machine, Sean Levine, talking Chiefs and Steelers and NFL playoffs right here on 610 Sports Radio. Let's go to the defensive side, Chris, for the Chiefs because it's been a tale of almost three seasons at this point for that side of the ball. So at the beginning of the year, the defense, what's the word I'm looking for? Sucked? Can we agree with that? Yeah, they were bad. Okay, so they're, they're really bad. They gave up 29 the first game against Cleveland, then 35 against Baltimore, 30, and then even 30 the next game. And Buffalo housed them, put up 28. Like it was bad for the first month and a half. And then it's not like it got good; it got great. So they gave up 13 against Washington, and they gave up they you know 27 against Tennessee. 
But then they went on and that. In the first half, second half, goose egg. And the second half is when that streak started. Now, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was, it was the Giants. But then they got real. So Green Bay, okay, backup quarterback, 14 against Vegas, the defense gave up, nine against Dallas, nine against Denver, nine against Vegas. So there was like a month and a half in the middle there where they were literally the second best defense in football for a month and a half, according to points allowed. And now I'm looking at the last month, and if we're just calling a spade a spade, man, they've kind of regressed where – they gave a 28 in an overtime win against the Chargers. They put it on this Pittsburgh team we're talking about. 34 in the loss to Cincy. And then the last time we saw them out, put up, put up 28 and gave up 24 against Denver. Which defense and how sure are you that we're going to get the defense that we saw in the middle of the season in the playoffs? Because that's ultimately what matters. Like, we know how good the offense is going to be. What about the defense? So, here's what I think. Like, I wouldn't say the defense, like, regressed a whole lot in the last month or so. I cuz like I I don't feel like they were terrible. They aside were terrible. aside from the Cincy game where they were a lot of blown coverage especially against they were Jamar Chase, in that especially game. against Jamar Chase. Um it was it was like Madden where the, the the there's like some sort of like CPU like glitch and the the free safety just doesn't cover the receiver what the hell is after, that he gets, guy doing? after he gets past the the uh, the corner there in coverage. But like it it just like besides that game, I don't feel like the defense was terrible. I just feel like they were like mediocre. But even if they were mediocre, they were still good enough for them to get wins aside from that Cincy game where they were terrible. I just feel like that's where the really where the Chiefs defense needs to be. It's just mediocre. Just be bend but don't break. Like you'd like them to be shut down, you know, destroy like especially today. Steelers are a team that defensively you absolutely dominated. Uh, three weeks ago, dominated. you dominated them. That's what you want to do today, tonight. You want them to just dominate the Steelers in Big Ben's career and and get some confidence going into next week's game against the Bengals. Um, but I, I feel like they're probably more so a midline defense. You know the last time that – so the Chiefs defense is one thing. The Pittsburgh yeah. offense, which does have weapons, right? And they get Juju they back and they just, they Deontay Johnson and Cl- Chase Claypool and uh, Najee Harris. Like, there, there's definitely weapons at that, th- yeah, that side yeah. of the ball. Then let me ask you this, because I've got their schedule pulled up. Why the hell don't they score, right? Okay, so they beat Baltimore. Oh, that's a great win. They only put up 16. They put up 26 the week before that. We're talking about how good they were. the Chiefs defense was. Yeah. They only put up 10 in that game. You know the last time that... This Pittsburgh Steelers team put up 30 points in a win this year. That's a redundant statement. It didn't happen. They didn't put recall. up 30 points and win I, a game this year. I don't recall. The Chiefs what. do that in their sleep. So I'm not saying that's the magic number or anything, but it kind of feels like as long as the Chiefs I, get to know? their 30, which is almost their average, that's the whole thing. Pittsburgh I don't even hang around. Right? I don't even know if that's a ma- I think if they get over 20, 20, I think 20 is good enough. There's to win. one clear answer here, right? What? As far as like why the Steelers' offense is yeah, so bad, Ben Roethlisberger, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's and the cool. line, and the line too, and the offensive line. Their offensive line is trash. I would say this is as much the line as it is Ben Roethlisberger. I think it's been a little Ben's more. Ben's not great. Ben's old, can, but he's not, he's not awful. Yeah, no, he's awful. He's terrible. You're he talking can, like he's Peyton Manning when we saw him at Airhead when he just collapsed right in front can't of those three the ball. He can't. That is. He cannot. Let me pull up a stat. He cannot throw the ball past five yards. He is one of the five worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I agree. I agree. He's not. good. He's bottom ten, but he ain't one of the bottom five. He's. I mean, there's not that much difference between bottom ten and bottom five, man. That's what I'm saying, man. He's terrible. Let me see here. Like, uh, that's like he has to be the is he the worst quarterback in the playoffs? Y'all are nuts. Oh, by far. Okay, if we're talking about in the playoffs, we can have in that the conversation. Playoffs, he has to be easily the he worst in the playoffs. I got his numbers pulled up. 
22 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. That doesn't mean anything. He's a game manager. No. That's that what I'm saying. Nothing. Alex yeah. Smith who that can't run. He's, he's Alex Smith who can't do anything. <laughs> at least Alex Smith could throw it past 10 yards. Like, look at his collection of talent. Like, Chase Claypool, really, really good. Deontay Johnson, great receiver. He's got a great receiving like core. Deont- like, he's got, like, Chase, Ju- Juju, who's coming back tonight. Um, Chase Claypool. Najee Harris is so good. He's he's the reason why I, I won my fantasy, my money fantasy league good this year. Like, like, like Najee's so good. The one weakness that they have on their all, I mean, two, but like the main weakness is him. Because you can play behind a bad offensive line and still have some success. The only quarterback I wouldn't have taken in the playoffs is, of all the teams is Mac Jones. I'd have taken Mac Jones over and, him. And even then, I'd take Mac over him. I'd take, I'd, I, I'd take Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd take over, over, yeah, over Ben. That's yeah. not even close. Oh, okay. I mean, hell they're both yeah. bottom 10. What are we doing here? But no, Jalen's not bottom 10. That's fine. He's mediocre. That's Medi- fine. He's middle. He's middle of the road. Yeah. So we're saying going forward, Pittsburgh, as long as they find their quarterback the next few years, that's a hell of a good offense in a dangerous Abs- team. Absolutely. Tonight, yeah. we're saying, well, they have Ben Roethlisberger. The Chiefs pass rush also feels like they've picked it up recently, right? Like the Chiefs, we know that they've got the talent, but at times they go dormant, right? I think the Chiefs pass rush is going to be critical tonight because that offensive line that you're talking about, they should eat. They should eat. They should eat. This is a game that the Chiefs go out there and we look up at halftime like, what do you mean they've already got half a dozen sacks? They're going up against a bad offensive line with a quarterback that has to throw the ball to win that's very mobile against the pass rush that's hungry. Like, this is a game where a lot of guys should rack up numbers on the defensive side. The biggest thing that I'm going to be interested in watching, obviously Melvin Ingram, because this is his former team. He 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 had a game the first time and it he's become like a big story uh for the teams in the second half of the season since they got him from the Steelers. I'll be interested in seeing how that you know how that progresses. I'll also be interested in seeing how the linebacking core does against Najee Harris cuz like when they played the last time they were working on Najee. I mean just first play of the game just stopped for like a I think it was a 1-yard loss. Like just they were they were on him the entire game and he wasn't able to to get the kind of impact that I think they hoped for, especially early in the game. And I, I think he finished with good numbers at the end, but by that point, like the defense had laxed because they were they were they were up so big. I just feel like if they can shut down Najee early and force Ben to have to throw them uh, it, it, to keep up with the Chiefs, the game's over. So just to p- put numbers to your point, uh, Najee ended up with 93 yards yeah. on the ground. Roethlisberger did his usual buck 59. Like yeah. if he throws for a buck 59, it's going to be the same no, thing. Yeah, exactly. Be, and then uh, Deontay Johnson had 51 receiving yards. It feels like to me, though, they as long Pittsburgh's best chance to hang around in this game, even though they have all those weapons we keep talking about throwing the ball, is probably just handing it off to Najee Harris, right? Like he's or, had or he's had three games this year of a buck fifty. Yeah. If or he does that, if he does that, and and they hold onto the ball and they manage the clock a little bit and they don't turn because if Ben Rothberg is throwing it around forty five times, he's going to turn it over two or three times, right? So yeah. to me, Pittsburgh's best, and they still I don't think can win, but to me, their best course of action, Julio, would be keep it on the ground, give to Najee Harris, give it to him again, and just see what happens. But but, but you've already said. The, that there's a problem with that approach, right? Yeah, their line offensive sucks. line is, yeah, line is terrible. So yeah. how, how are you going to control the clock if you can't control the line of scrimmage? Hey, look, in life, sometimes there's not always going to be a great option, but there's always going to be a best option. I'm telling you their best that option. That is their best That's option. That's their best option. Or, and, or their, I mean, the real best option is Ben Roethlisberger taps into his 09, 2010 self. and just has He just goes out there and plays like Brett Favre did at the end of his career. No, the more I look at it, he just has a hell of a game. But yeah, He's had two games 
where he went over 300 yards. I yeah, do. Dude. I do agree to, with you, he's, though. He's I, I do agree with you. I, I, the only way I think they win is if Najee controls the game. If Najee has like a Derrick Henry type performance. That's the only way that Steelers can, and, and an act of God. Does the run defense scare you? It doesn't really scare me with this team. No, it used to. No. Like, they're, they're fine. I, you know, I, 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 I'm not, wor- especially because Nick Bolton. Like, Nick Bolton, Bolton bro. Just, Nick he Bolton. is a beast, man. Bolton is a boss. And whenever I watch him play, it just, like, he, he looks like someone who is, like, user controlling the middle linebacker on Madden, and they just know exactly where to hit the hole to, to, get, to get a tackle for loss. That's what it feels like watching Nick Bolton. Like, he just knows exactly where the running back's going, and he knows where to make the tackle. And I just feel like, and it, it's weird, because, like, we're used to, as Chiefs fans, watching linebackers miss tackles. Like, we're used to them getting their tackles broken and a guy taking what would be a one-yard loss and turning into a seven-yard gain. We're used to that. And, and with Bolton, it's like as soon as he gets his hands on a guy, even like Derrick Henry, because like when they played the Titans, that was the game where he really like came out. And everybody's like, oh, crap, like this dude's really good. Like if you get him in in space against Najee, like I trust that he can make the tackle. If it's like Sorensen or Neiman, God forbid those guys have to make tackles like that. I'm worried about that. But like Bolton with him out there with Willie Gay out there. Like, I feel pretty confident that those guys are going to be able to go out there and make the plays they need to to not allow Najee to to destroy us on the ground. Nick Bolton had 112 total tackles, right? Yeah. He led the team with 70 solo tackles. He played in every single game this year. He had 11 tackles for loss. He defended five passes. Like, it's funny. We spent all this time talking about all these different dudes and all these different levels of the Chiefs defense. Oh, is Frank Clark going to step up? Is Chris Jones worth the contract? Is the Honey Badger going to... The guy who's been the most important player on this defense, the best player on this defense, and who knows what the hell this defense would be without him, is Nick Bolton, man. What an absolute I wouldn't, beast. I wouldn't say important. I think Chris Jones is more important because pass rush is more important than than defending the run. <sighs> I, I, I Like, for me, when the pass rush is gone, the Chiefs defense is terrible. Like, even if Bolton's going, like, because Bolton had a good game against Tennessee, and they, they, they allowed 27 in the first half. Like, you need your pass rush. So, like, I, I think Chris Jones is is more important. But if we're talking like hierarchy of of value, I think Nick Bolton's probably like top three on defense for sure, as far as importance goes. Because I would I would take Tyron above him. Well, not too. the players here. I'd put as far as importance goes, probably Tyron one because of what he does. And then I would still I would still take pass rush because like I think I put Nick you, Bolton you, too. Man, you, he's that good. You need he's, he's really sold. good. He's awesome. I'm he's sold. awesome. I just feel like importance wise, like I just don't, I can't say a, a, a linebacker is as important as a pass rusher or. or defensive back couple of the playoff games already in the books yesterday we'll talk about that we know if the Chiefs win who their opponent will be and then there's two other games coming up today we'll break it all down and take your phone calls 913-576-7610 it's our Chiefs Sunday special right here on 610 Sports Radio Did you say Jamal's your favorite Chiefs player of all time? Or your favorite Chiefs running back? Favorite Chiefs player of period. all time. Yeah, period. Why is that surprising? Well, I figured that at this point there's a guy that, you know, plays quarterback that you might enjoy watching play. I mean, he's all right. I know. It's like, oh, you can't say the name of the band that's the coolest. Like, you have to, you know. No, I, I think it's too Dragons easy. got popular. I don't you like him anymore. I, you know, I got respect for Julio <laughs> for staying loyal to Jamal Charles. Shout out to my knee. Because I just, 
Like, I'll tell you this, man. Like, Patrick Mahomes is the, Patrick Mahomes is the easy answer. It's the right answer. It's, it's, I mean, it, it, I mean, favorite is subjective, but like, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's an easy answer to have is like, Patrick Mahomes is my favorite player. Like, it's an easy answer to have. But if I was like, if I was like, not, if like, you can't say Patrick Mahomes, which is like the, the thing now. Who's it's your an favorite? easy answer. It's an easy answer. It's easy. So if it's like not that, then Jamal Charles is absolutely near the top of that list for sure. Mine's would be Derek Thomas, but like still, like I can, I can respect him staying loyal to, to Jamal Charles. i turn my back on. on Jamal was great. Jamal. We were talking about this Never. man. If Jamal played in this offense, man. Oh, if we're talking very oh. If we're doing a list of the best, all those guys that you mentioned, and Jamal. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Tony Gonzalez, there's a bunch of different we, dudes. We had we had Jamal with paired up with Matt Castle and Alex Smith, man. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes. Imagine, imagine if he was like seven years later. What like he came into like seven years later. So man. Arrowhead, eighty thousand people tonight at seven fifteen. Let's say how many people do you think wear jerseys to a game? Like uh I, if we were doing percentages, I would say a quarter. A quarter. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Yep. And so let's say a little bit less. So let's say 15,000 people are wearing a Chiefs jersey tonight. Be real with me, guys. Out of that 15,000, how many are wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey? Oh, uh, out of that 15,000, tonight, it probably is like at least 12. half of those people. More, yeah. 12. If it's 15, I would say it's at least 8,000. Yeah. More I'd 10 to say 12. 60% of it. I'd say, yeah, I'd say 8,000 of those people are wearing Mahomes jerseys. Are you going to the Chiefs game tonight and not wearing a Chiefs jersey? Nine one three, Not wearing a Patrick Mahomes Chiefs jersey. I, I want to know maybe, what you're wearing. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Maybe you want to wear like uh, the, uh, you know, you want to wear Jamal Charles. Dog, I wore or... a James Hasty jersey for like 15 years. You I'm not were, telling people what to James do. Hasty yeah. jersey. Yeah, yeah, bro. You got to Was it the one with like a James screen Hasty? printed one too? Yeah, well, yeah. No, you got to put yeah. that one. Was it like the faded the numbers? numbers. And <laughs> the faded numbers. <laughs> too many other options I hate out there. seeing though, if you're, if the numbers on your jersey are starting to fade, it's time for you to get a new one. You need to start. You need to start. You need to start door dashing. You need to start door dashing or something. Save up some money and get you a new jersey, man. Tell that to the wolf, that main jersey. I, I refuse to get screen printed. Bro, that will get, the, get, the, get the get the get the no no like the the ones with the like screen printed numbers and names on them. You got to get the stitch, man. Yeah. Last long. Hey, what jersey are you wearing to the game tonight? If it's not Patrick Mahomes, nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Speaking of that phone number, let's hit up the phone lines. Let's go to Double J out in Kansas City. What's up, Double J? What's going on, guys? Chilling, man. Happy How you doing? Sunday, happy Super Wild Card weekend. Chiefs about to kick some butt tonight against Pittsburgh. It's gonna be awesome tonight. Special teams is going to come up big. Our defense is going to come up big. And Mahomes, he's going to do his thing and go off. And uh, to answer your question, I'm actually going to run a throwback jersey. Uh, Gold Priest Holmes Chiefs jersey tonight. That's Why a, not? That's No, that's, that, that's a good one. I mean, he's going to be banging the drum. So that's a good one. I actually do have a Dante Hall jersey at home. The other guy that's banging Impressive. the drum tonight. So... Yeah, I mean, um, if you wanna if you wanna rock a jersey and you're a grown man, there's basically two times to do it. If you're going to sleep, like if you wear it for pajamas, or if you're going to the game. No, you're not. Who wears who it to wearing sleep? it to what? sleep? What? That James Hasty jersey I wore to sleep last night. Well, that's why it's all faded out, man. <laughs> who I wears a jersey to sleep? You gotta take care of your jerseys, dude. They're expensive, man. You not mine. Take... It was the printed on. It was like on a discount. Twenty years. It old. It was James Hasty. It was twenty years no. old. The thing was six ninety nine at Ace. Sports I didn't even. I didn't even. I didn't even know they sold Hasty jerseys. Yeah. I've yeah. Never. I've never heard of a grown man wearing a jersey to sleep. <laughs> I can't. You got you your Chiefs around. pajamas and your Chiefs nightcap on. Yes. He wears Zubaz pants. <laughs> he got his, he's got his. He's got his Chiefs covers on too. First of all, his are girlfriend, you about to make fun of the eye visors that I wear with yeah, my hands on the team? His girlfriend's like, oh, we gotta wear these again. No, she wears the jersey too. Oh, does she? Yes. 
you know, it might come off did, at did some point. Her, but she you, wears the jersey You got a too. matching pair of jerseys so they can sleep in. To sleep in. <laughs> well, no, she wears the Mighty Mouse McMillan jersey, but she's got her own throwback what? from the secondary. Yeah. It was our thing. Leave us alone. Is it, that's your fetish is yeah, to that's, wear, that's wear Chiefs jerseys into the bedroom? Oh, baby. Who's that? Dan Sally and Mua? <laughs> Got that Neil Jones hat. This got me. All right, we got to do the Sports Machine. And, of course, Julio spinning the wheels. Let's talk about some of these games that have already happened. Bills absolutely housed New England 47-17. Were you surprised that New England didn't put up more of a fight? No. I mean, look, I understand a lot of people have been really high on the Patriots. But let me, let's be honest here. Patriots were a team that overachieved this year. Yeah, Bill Belichick should have been coaching. I, I think should he probably be. should because, I mean, Mac Jones is not a good quarterback, man. He's better than Ben Roethlisberger, but he's not a good quarterback. And they went really far. They tricked a lot of people into thinking that they were the best team in the AFC. And they and at one point, like ESPN's like football power index, which is like, I, I just think it's a fake algorithm they came up with so they can just drum up some conversation nationally. Uh, like they at one point it was they had the Patriots versus the Bucks in the Super Bowl like a month and a half ago. That's just silly. It's ridiculous. But like that's what they had. Like this was a team that at one point people legitimately thought was better than the Chiefs, and you saw them and they got their asses stomped out on national television. Like it was just like I I wasn't shocked that it was a blowout, but like you would expect a Bill Belichick coach team to have a lot more fight than what they I'm had surprised, last Chris, night. that's your takeaway because I know how high you are on Buffalo, that you're not more pro-Buffalo instead of just anti-New England. I mean, the Buffalo, Bills are the Buffalo only was great too. Team. Buffalo was great too, but like, dude, the Patriots overachieved this year. Buffalo's, like, way overachieved. Buffalo this finished year. with an 11 and 6 record in what, the four seed? They are yeah. so much better than that. We were, we were looking at their point yeah, differential. I, I would agree with that they normally, scored yeah. more points and gave up less points than any other team in the AFC. That's a pretty good way to judge how good you are. You know, how many did you give up and, you know, how many did you score? The Buffalo, to me, is the biggest threat in the AFC to Kansas City, and I don't really see anybody else as what I would quantify as a quote-unquote real threat. I'm not saying, trying to sound arrogant or cocky or that it's not in any given Sunday league because it definitely you just, is. You just pissed off some Steelers fans somewhere. <laughs> they ain't that team I'm talking about. They stink. They're going to get destroyed. <laughs> I'm talking threat. about teams yeah. like... Only real threat is the team in Buffalo. I'm talking about the Bengals, bro. I'm talking about at... Maybe Tennessee. No respect with to Derek the Bengals, who we back. just lost to, huh? No, maybe, I, Tennessee, who we lost to. I'll give them their due respect. If we're if we want to go back to the, tonight's game against the Steelers, it'd be the biggest upset in the history of the first round of the playoffs oh, if yeah. Pittsburgh comes in tonight and beats Kansas City. Like I would just, we can check the boxes. Who's got the better coach? Who's got the better quarterback? The only thing they got the better running back. We all agree with that. When it comes to the passing weapons, you could argue that they've got better quote-unquote wide receivers. The Chiefs just happen to have this dude called Travis Kelsey and this quarterback called Patrick Mahomes. So the Pittsburgh offense, in a weird way, is like the least of my concerns tonight. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But I, I do agree with you on the point of the of the Bills. That's a real I, team. That's I a scary-ass team. I believe the – and I've said this all year long. Like, you know, me and Bink have had it back and forth on, on, on his show. And I've even when the Patriots were on top of the conference, I was like, dude, Bills. Bills are the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the conference because Josh Allen. Like, I don't care about Mac Jones. I, I've said it all year. Like, I, I, I did not like back Mac Jones going into the draft. I didn't like him in college. Like, I don't think he's like Tua. He's not Tua Tongvaloa. Like, Tua Tongvaloa, he's a bum. But I, I just never liked Mac Jones. I think he's a, a game manager, and he was in a really good situation. Great coach, best coach in the NFL, great defense, but not a whole lot else. Like, 
average weapons. Like we thought they were going to be so much better with John New Smith and Hunter Henry and Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. And like offensively, they weren't great. And the Patriots have another are another team that was like destroying teams. Like they were they were out here winning games I mean, big over Titans, big over the their defense the Browns. was incredible for That's, like a month and exactly. A half. So like like I gave forty seven yesterday. Yeah, like if you look at the 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 and it you know the, you, to your point about like point differential, the Patriots had a great point differential too. They they, they were destroying teams, second best behind Buffalo. Actually. Exactly, and so like they were doing that too, and like they still got. Roadhouse in the playoffs. How come? So what happens if the chalk hangs and the Chiefs win today? So then we'll know what the AFC Pitts picture is, essentially. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we'll know what the... Cincinnati would come to Arrowhead. Yes. And then Buffalo would we'll go, go on go the road to, to the one seed Tennessee. Yeah. Would Buffalo be favored in that game? I don't think so. I, 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 we were talking about this before the show. I honestly think if, if Buffalo has to go to Tennessee... I really honestly think Buffalo is going to open as a slight favorite. Buffalo is a favorite. And I, th- yeah. it, it, and I think that that's going to. Against the one seed on the road with a healthy Derrick yeah, Henry. Yeah, with still a healthy Derrick the Henry, that's they, a different even, story. Even with the healthy Derrick Henry, I still think they're a slight favorite. And I still, I think that line goes up as the week goes along. I think it could max out like two and a half. Uh, Bills minus two and a half. Buffalo as a two and a half point road dog. You don't see that a lot in the playoffs, well, road man. Road favorite. Road favorite. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. As a road favorite. Yeah. You don't see that a lot in Especially the playoffs. Especially against a the number dog. one team. Yeah. Exactly. But, like, I think that's because we know that, like, the Titans are not a dominant one seed. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. In fact, I they're completely not, agree with you. Like, they're don't. not a dominant one seed. Like, dude, the Chiefs had a down year, and they still finished tied with Tennessee for the best record in the conference. So, in this room, we all agree that Buffalo, no matter where the game is played, is a way scarier mm. team than the one seed Tennessee. I More than anybody in the AFC. I don't think I, I'm on the same level as you guys, only because I feel like the Bills, while th- the ceiling is very high, I feel like they're a very inconsistent team, right? Let's let's they, not forget. They are. They, they are. You're they, not wrong. They, put up, they lost to the Jaguars in a 9-6 game, right? So really good teams, elite teams, don't lose to bad teams like that. That being said, again, the ceiling is very high with the Bills. Their offense is better – Is I don't know if I would say better than the Chiefs, but but they're on par at least, right? And the defense is legit. They just and they, and and we saw them play earlier this year. We saw them play, and they, look, it they, they dominated the Chiefs. It's not the same Chiefs team that going into the playoffs. And let's right? talk about that on the other side. How yeah. different this Chiefs team is than the one that remember a couple of months ago when the sky was falling and they're not going to make fire. the playoffs. And like Chris said, people were saying <laughs> that New England was a better team than them. Is this team? The team we thought they were going to be now that the playoffs are here. We'll talk about that on the other side. Uno Cero, Julio Sanchez, and the sports machine right here on 610 Sports Radio. Cook just gets it away. Nobody back there. It bounces at the 10, and time expires. A stunner in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer and the Jaguars knock off the Bills. All right, so it can happen. So can me screwing up. Um, I don't know if you guys know this about me. Math's never been my thing. I took it once at KU. I got an F. I took it twice at KU. I got an F. <laughs> and then I got a C-minus 
but I, I cheated, so I'm not good at you that. You took me, dude. I I'm worse at math. Really? I got a 12. I took college algebra a 12. my second year. I got a 12 on the first test, and I dropped that class. I took college algebra four times, so it's fine. <laughs> I, I got all, a I got a 12 here. on the first test, oh. and then it was funny. I the, I went <laughs> to class. Then I got a 12. I was, dude, I stopped learning math after oh, after my freshman year of high school. I got a 12 in college algebra. I went to I went to uh, my teacher the next week, <laughs> and I was like, he he knew too. He knew too. I came over with a withdrawal form. He wanted like, to see the man. That he he wanted to meet the man that got the twelve. Me, he gave me the look. No, he knew it was me because he knew I was struggling. And he gave me that look, and he just put that W. as like, eh, good luck. Wow. And he just knew, man. Okay, well, that, so the reason we're bringing up our math skills is because we were out, and I'll take the blame for this. We were trying to be like, oh, since the AFC playoffs happened yeah. yesterday, we already know that Cincinnati's <laughs> going to come because they're the lower seed, and this team's the higher seed. My bad. We're all idiots in this room. Here's the actual <laughs> scenario. So forget everything I just told you. We're just, just, just completely destroy the last segment, Julio. <laughs> all right. So Cincinnati would actually, being a lower, it makes sense. They would have they to go. Would, they go travel. to Nashville. They would go to Nashville. They would go on the road. And, and then so the Chiefs would host the Bills. The Buffalo next week. team that we've been waxing poetic about. Yeah, that we have to host them. So we would have to, to host them in the divisional round. That'd be the next team. So now that we know that. <laughs> The three of us wizards. Now that we know this, that Buffalo would be the next opponent as long as the Chiefs win tonight. Man. Okay. So we were talking about would Buffalo be favored going into Tennessee? What do you think spinning the wheels for the line? Depends would be? On, it depends on it depends on the game tonight. Buffalo's day, well, well, but we know what Buffalo did. Kansas City's not going to win. I don't think they're going to win forty-seven seventeen. I mean, well, maybe if they, they win maybe comfortably, they if they win comfortably tonight, they'll Chiefs be favored. by a touch. Chiefs by no, six. by like maybe two and a half. Oh no, you get three for being at home, no. and you get two for being yeah, the better but, team. Make yeah, it five but Buffalo beat yeah. the crap out of the Chiefs the last time that they did played. happen. Like I, I think that it would yeah, be. Yeah, that was so early. Yeah, but again, like you know, you know how we are in sports. Like we take those. We, we always you know, all the time you see on ESPN. So and so team is it has this record against this team. Like it, we just know how it works. And there's going to be a lot of people that come like, especially after that game last night. Oh, the Bills, like they're 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 gonna do it this time. They're gonna upset the Chiefs. So like I just feel like that line is not gonna be very big from the beginning. They're and both I, totally different teams, and they're both yeah. better than their record was. And I think that they're both probably the two best teams in the AFC. It's kind of right. crazy the way that it works out where we're talking about one game and then all of a sudden the path gets real real. Like we yeah. can we can talk <laughs> all about the Steelers and all that stuff and all, you know, they got Ben Roethlisberger and their defense isn't great and their offensive line kind of stinks and nobody's gonna get in the ball. Let's say they win tonight. Let's say it's close or ugly, or they get out of Arrowhead with a win. They cover the line. They don't. Whatever it is, it I mean, if they cover real, the, real, if they cover quick. the if they cover the line, then it's a pretty comfortable win. But yeah, if they if it's like a one score game, I think that it. it I I still feel like the Chief, It'll be close to a pick'em if the Chiefs win by by like one score. Ba- it'll bottom be close line. To a bottom line here, right, is if the Chiefs win tonight, the winner of Bills Chiefs is the favorite to go to the Super Bowl. Correct. I agree. From the I, I agree. No matter what, I, they're no playing matter, for the no matter what happens in that Tennessee Cincy game. Yeah. If Cincy won that game by six touchdowns, which we've seen Joe Burrow do, or if Tennessee goes out there and dominates, because that would mean home field had to go through Nashville. I'm pretty sure. I also, you know, wrong in that last segment. Yeah. It, would, so, it, would, it, it goes it, through it, the one seed. 100 percent. One hundred percent. As long as Tennessee keeps winning, home field goes through Nashville. Says the guy that got a twelve in algebra. But I, it, I, it is I, I just, I just know what one means. I'm looking at it right now. I know what one we know means. The number one. One means that you got home field. We know the number one. <laughs> we know that much. Speaking of one, one hour in the books. Two more coming up. We'll take your phone calls. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. We're having fun. We're talking Chiefs right here on six ten Sports Radio. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.